check. I'm a introverted extrovert here to curse fear. Rejuvenated, probably coming off my worst year. I had to grieve, learn to stand on my own. 16 years gone, I'm single but not alone. It's like that. This is not a sermon, this is life rap. For those being stressed, depressed, and feel like they might crack, I'm right back. Staring at the giant, I'ma take it too. The spirit leading, if we follow, we gon' make it through. The winning comes, but the losing is a part of it. It's attitude that matters, now you get into the heart of it. Yeah, we got an enemy, and yeah, we being targeted. My people getting weary, I ain't here with who I started with. That's growth, though. Kill it regardless of who's a no-show. Confidence surrounded, conflicted when I've been so low. The force strong, dark side try to hinder me. I trust God. At the same time, I know my tendency, so honestly, look, I really hope I got the remedy. Clinging to what I know, and what I know is God befriended me. Whether sober preaching or I'm drowning in his Tennessee, the saint or sinner me, I pray the shepherd come and tend to me. Welcome to episode one of the Breakthrough Chains podcast series. I am your host, Alan Stowe II, and the content of these episodes are all based out of the book Sermons for the Struggle, Seven Ways to Breakthrough, written by me and available for purchase on my website at theallenstowe.com. T-H-E-A-L-L-E-N-S-T-O-W-E is where you can purchase Sermons for the Struggle, Seven Ways to Breakthrough. In today's episode, we are talking about Don't Miss your miracle that is the topic that is the episode name don't miss your miracle all right we are responsible for understanding the revelation of our miracle and receiving our miracle so we cannot miss our miracle in the book sermons for the struggle seven ways to break through It says your miracle is bigger than satisfying your needs. Your miracle is to satisfy the needs of God. Let me say that again. Your miracle is bigger than satisfying your needs. Let me say that part one more time. Your miracle is bigger than satisfying your needs. Your miracle is to satisfy the needs of God. All right. Yes, you will be the direct vessel impacted by the performance of the miracle, but God is performing a miracle for you so you can do right by him. Okay. He wants to perform miracles in your life for his namesake, because you were elected by him for an assignment. You were elected by him for a purpose. And it's an honor that he sought you out to perform this miracle. But in repaying him and satisfying him and giving him praise, you must continue to perform and praise him based off of him being there for you to deliver you and to give you that miracle. But what we overlook when we are searching out miracles, when we pray for miracles is the fact of the position that you have to be in to receive a miracle. We have to be careful what we pray for, because if we want a miracle, we have to remember that we have to endure the position of a miracle. A miracle happens when the unlikely or the impossible is fulfilled. When the unlikely, when the impossible is fulfilled by powers beyond your control. You know you didn't do it. You know your friend next to you didn't do it. You know your family didn't do it. It is almost 
nearly unexplainable when it first happens. And so we don't want to necessarily always be in that position. It is more beneficial to be in a position of blessings than it is to be in a position of miracles. Blessings can be reoccurrent. That's that, you know, reoccurring income that you don't have to worry about. But miracles take a larger investment on you spiritually so you can receive a larger reward. We have to be careful what we pray for. But if we do find ourselves in that position, if we do see ourselves looking for a miracle, if we are struggling to the point where it does not seem like anything is possible to come to pass, we have to know we have to have faith. We have to believe that our miracle is one word away. Get that down in your spirit right now. Your miracle is one word away. If we go to the book of John and chapter four, reading verses 50 through 53, it says, Jesus saith unto him, go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. This is a story about a noble man who was respected among the Jewish people that was seeking his son to be healed. This was a a man that was in a position of power and understood power when he saw it. He knew the power that Jesus possessed and he went and approached him and asked Jesus to come heal his son. And so Jesus said, "Okay, don't worry about it. I'm on my way. Let's go now. He's and the man said that he didn't feel as if he was even worthy enough for Christ to come in his house. But he knew that all Christ had to do is say a word from where he was and his son would be healed because this man was familiar with power. And his familiarity with power was him being a high rank officer. And he was able to tell his servants and his men what to do. And when he spoke, they had to listen. So he knew that the power that Christ had had the power to travel from where he was all the way back to his house. And so Christ marveled at his faith. He spoke a word saying that your son is healed and instantly before he could even get back to where he was searching for his miracle to take place, the miracle had already been performed. So the position that he had to be in was his son being deathly ill or approaching death like he was so sick that it looked like he was going to die. And as a parent, I'm sure that is a very very tough position to be in. And I'm sure he wasn't necessarily looking to be in that kind of position, 
but he knew the source to approach and who to go to in order for his son to continue life. And he knew that with just one word, his miracle could happen. And with one word, his miracle did happen instantly. As we read, it was in the same hour and it happened before he could even get back home. And what's powerful about miracles and why it's not all about us individually when we receive miracles is that our miracles on our life impact those around us. Now, the impact may not happen instantaneously as the miracle did, but our testimony and the people witnessing our miracles happening will impact their lives. And you see in the story, it says, so the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth and himself believed. So not only did this increase the belief of this man that was searching this miracle, and it says, and his whole house. So now we have a family that was impacted by this miracle. The man probably went home and said, I sought out Jesus. He has power over everything. And all he did was speak a word. And you all were here to see the results of the word he spoke. I was traveling. I I didn't go to a pharmacy. I didn't go to a physician, you know, by practice. I didn't go to a hospital or nothing. All I did was went to this man who was rumored to be the Messiah, who was rumored to be a savior, who was rumored to perform all these miracles and heal the sick and raise the dead. And all he did was spoke a word with the results of the miracle. Not only him, but his entire family, his whole house. That means not only his immediate house, but from gener the generations that were created from his house believed in Christ. So your miracle is bigger than just what happens to you individually. It is what happens to those surrounding you, too, and even those in generations to come from you. All right. Your miracle is bigger than satisfying your needs. Your miracle is to satisfy the needs of God. I appreciate you joining me on episode one of the Breakthrough Chains podcast. Hey, check out episodes two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And I pray that you have a blessed day and that this has had some inspiration in your life. Check. I'm a introverted extrovert here to curse fear. Rejuvenated, probably coming off my worst year. I had to grieve, learn to stand on my own. 16 years gone, I'm single but not alone. It's like that. This is not a sermon, this is life rap. For those being stressed, depressed, and feel like they might crack them right back. Staring at the giant, I'ma take it to. The spirit leading, if we follow, we gon' make it through. The winning comes, but the losing is a part of it. It's attitude that matters, now you get into the heart of it. Yeah, we got an enemy, and yeah, we being targeted. My people getting weary, I ain't here with who I started with, that's growth though. Kill it regardless of who's a no-show. Confidence surrounded, conflicted when I've been so low. The four strong dark side try to hinder me. I trust God. At the same time, I know my tendency. So honestly, look, I really hope I got the remedy. Clinging to what I know and what I know is God befriended me. Whether sober preaching or I'm drowning in a tendency, the saint or sinner me. I pray the shepherd come and tend to me.